Hello, and welcome to our show today. I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for tuning in. Second Vision is all about knowing how to reinvent yourself when things are no longer working for you. And my guest today is Tracy Friesen, and she's an expert at doing just that. She reinvented herself both in her career and her personal life. Tracy left behind her technical background in software engineering to pursue a career as a certified energy healer. And today, she is a, an international best-selling author, a workshop leader, and she's a co-author in the book Unwavering Strength, along with myself, and that's also an international bestseller. And it's here where Tracy tells her story, which is so heart-wrenching and compelling, of how she lost her father at an early age from suicide. And this devastating and crushing blow caused her to go within, deep within her soul, make a, a radical change in her life. And now she's here today to share some of her wisdom to tell us how she lived with joy and how forgiveness and deep breathing can really help you in your life. Welcome, Tracy. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. I am doing super spectacular today. It's just an, an awesome day, so I'm just overjoyed um, with the, you know, being able to be here with you today. So thank you so much for that. Well, it's our pleasure. And I, when I read your story, it just, it just tugged at my my heart, you know, as it will anyone who reads the story. I mean, to lose a parent like that at an early age from such a devastating you know, uh, such devastating circumstances. I can't even imagine how you came through that. So so let's, you know, tell everyone first about what you do today. You're an author and a speaker, right? Correct, yes. And you used to I, work um, in... Yeah, definitely. I have, like, uh, sorry, I have, like, um, my own book, uh, actually two volumes of a four-book volume uh, series called Ride the Waves, How to Take yes. Control of Your Life, One Emotion at a Time. Yeah, so I have those two books. Um, volume one and two out there, and then plus uh, I am also a co-author in the first two volumes of The Unwavering Strength. Oh, that's just wonderful. Yeah. Just wonderful. So what was your first chapter in Unwavering Strength? The the first chapter was about, uh, it was dealing with, um, my husband and I in, uh, had separated and dealing with what that was all about, all the emotions that come up for that. It was basically... Um, going through your fear, like, because I feel, like, strongly that the only way out is through. And so being able to get through all of that, those fearful um, emotions of the unknown and the unknown life of what was happening was able to help me get through. Um, that story was uh, entitled Half Step Back, which basically is, like, where you're able to take a half step back in your own situation and really view things from an objective perspective. So you're not really looking at it from your own eyes, but you're looking at it from every party that's involved through everybody's perspective. So then you're able to see a little more clearly on um, what is really happening. And so then you can actually hold that uh, situation with love and hold that space and then just allow things to happen um, and until it gets through to the end, right? So, well, no, that's that's very clever because I mean that's obviously why people get a mediator or they go to therapy, so they get a third perspective. Absolutely. You know, if they're in counseling, absolutely, yeah. So you try to teach people to do that themselves. I mean, often when you're even having an argument with someone, you know, it's good to take a you know, just a pause and and try yeah. to lower your voice and just so you can both listen to each other. You know, otherwise nobody hears anybody speaking. Absolutely. Yeah, it comes from yeah. just learning acceptance through 
everybody's um, perspective or um, um, like point of view. So yeah. So so how did you come to all this? Tell us tell us again uh, the, the people who are brand new. I've read your chapter, you know, about how you you, right. pers- you were pursuing yeah a different career and you were young and an excellent student. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for that. I, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, so it's like I'm an excellent uh, life student these days, so every day is like a, either a learning day or a teaching day or a, or a character-building day, I like to say, when those tough, tough days come around. But, yeah, like in, it, it's really interesting how, like, I was able to come out to be where I am today because it came from, like, a not-so-positive experience where I was um, – quite young, as you said. I was in my early 20s, and I was going to secondary school or college, um, getting my computer science uh, diploma, and I um, had come home from uh, writing my last final and all that, and and this, my family life wasn't really as, as what I expected or what I left, and uh, I was dealing with some very difficult times, and so I went through... Um, it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's like, it's even just hard to, to get really back into that because in that story, I'll just want to step back just a little bit. That was, when I wrote that story for the, for the Unwavering Strength, that was the first time I actually told that story in full detail to anyone. And so now when I, it comes out, I still have difficulty getting back into it because it is still at times very so hard course, for me to, to go through on all that. And so, yeah, it, it just dealt with me coming home and, um, wanting to to just really be selfish and go out on my own and my dad wanted to connect with me and um I just wasn't in the place of having any part of it and so I decided just you know go out and did my partying and celebrating after getting my high marks back from my uh, my schooling and and uh, I know actually um, I not to interrupt you but I, I couldn't believe it when you're no. telling me you got such high grades and then you're off partying as everyone does in their 20s you know and drinking with your friends and I thought wow she must have been really smart because most people couldn't do that <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, well, it's just it's just really interesting how that how that works. And like, I don't know if you want me to go into full detail of what the story's about because I can, or if you just want me to generalize of what really happened at that time. Like, why don't um, you generalize since it's so sensitive? It's just as long as we get the, you know, the um, uh, your soul growth from it. That's the purpose that I want to right. well, to sure. share with people okay, because I, I know I, it's it's painful, even though it was many years ago. But you you know, it was your chapter in the book. Yeah, I mean, this all happened, um, and like, if I take you back a little bit, you know, to 1993, this is when this all, um, I experienced this, so, and of course, being 22 years old at that time, you know, sometimes your yeah. your life choices are a little bit selfish, but um, I was very, sure. I was going through a lot of difficult times in my life at that time, whether it's like friendship, um, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff, you know, even in, within my own family, and I just wanted to connect with someone, and I just remember my mom always telling me like my dad owned a sporting goods store where we lived and she just kept telling me don't bother your dad with anything like he has enough to worry about he doesn't need to hear about anything that is going on in your life and so I really took that to heart and so this one time when I came home my dad really wanted to connect with me and I basically blew him off thinking like what you know what's going on and this whole weekend that went by he just wanted to be with me and connect with me and I just wasn't really having any part of it until um, 
like on the on the Sunday that this started on the Friday night, and on the Sunday my sister had called and and uh, I she she had asked me about all of these things. She said like, did you know that um, your dad or like dad um, like overdosed on on uh, sleeping pills and he didn't wake up for three days? And I was in shock because I had no clue because I was home all the time every weekend and my mom didn't say anything, my dad didn't say anything, and it wasn't until this time where I'm like, oh, my goodness, now I want to talk, now I want to have all of these answers, but I didn't know how to say them and I didn't know how to ask them, and so I just chose to be silent in that time, and this was on the Sunday. And the next day on the Monday, my dad uh, chose to take his life, and, and so it was from that moment that I decided that it was really my fault because like one of the things that the last thing that my dad ever said to me was make me proud and I I, I didn't really understand that at the moment until the next day and sure. it was really yes. shocking and devastating to me because I really felt it was I my fault. I can't even imagine. And, yeah and, and this was like it was really difficult for me to go through in this thing and plus like you know being as young as I was I really I really took it, you know, personally, like, you know, in a way yeah. that it really was my fault and I could have done something to prevent it from happening. So I changed the way I viewed my whole life from that moment forward. And I basically went on a downward spiral spiral where I was deemed myself as not able or I didn't deserve to be happy in any situation that I was going through because I allowed this to happen. And You took was, all the blame. Was, when I I'm, I'm sure, I don't know the circumstances, but, you know, with depression and everything, I mean, you certainly, right. uh, I'm sure you had many years of counseling or trying to figure it out that you, you couldn't possibly have been responsible. I did not have any counseling. That probably would have helped me maybe a little bit because I chose I did. Well, that's I why it took you 10 it. years. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's a devastating loss. I mean, it, it, yeah. Because I just didn't think I deserved any goodness that was happening. And then to be able to, or like having my dad say, make me proud and not really know how to do that. So no matter what I did, no matter what success I, I created in my life, I graduated top of my class. I went and I got, you know, a great job at one of the, you know, the best companies. And I, I started to, to get promoted and do like, no matter what success I was, I, you know, I built a new house. I, you know, I did this, I did that. I, it wasn't anything that I could say that this was it that was going to make my dad proud because in my mind I had no measuring stick against that. And no matter what it was, because I was responsible for him dying, that I would never be deemed to be able to be happy about anything. And so that was, uh, it was like really uh, difficult. And like, uh, you know, compounding on top of all of this guilt, because every day it was like I, I should have, I wish I would have all of this. Like a year before my dad passed away, I was involved in a very serious car accident where I broke my right knee, and um, that in itself changed my life because I was um, very athletic. I played a lot of sports, um, but having broken my knee, I couldn't do anything. I could barely walk um, at times, and so having having that injury, dealing with the physiotherapy and the physical pain, and then having the emotional and mental pain from all of this other stuff that I was putting on myself with my dad's suicide, I just went on the, like, it was really difficult. So I, like, I basically, I would say I got addicted to painkillers. Um, I think that's the first time I've ever said addicted, <laughs> but 
I, you know, I was taking painkillers all all week for for the physical pain, and then on the weekend I was drinking like um, like there was no tomorrow because I just deemed that there was nothing good for me to ever come out of this. And I mean, in this. This went on for, for like, like you already said, 10 years or more, just over a decade. And it wasn't until that um, my husband, well, my husband and I got married. <laughs> so first we were married. And then we decided. Uh, it's that amazing that you were able to find it. a good relationship during that time after all that, well, you know, yeah, a healthy good, relationship in this know. place that you were in. <laughs> You're well, still questioning that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, that's more of a joke. And if, if he's here, he'd I'm be laughing. Kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it was like, it was uh, a very, because, you know, my husband, he was very, like, he's quiet and he was very able to to just um, kind of get through the, the negatives with me and just go through and still be able to there. And, I mean, most of the time he had no idea what to do, so he just basically was there holding space and going, I'm not going anywhere because... You know, this is something that you need to go through. Um, but uh, it wasn't until that, you know, my husband and I uh, wanted to expand our family um, that uh, things, this is where it took a, a little bit of a turn in my life and where this is that, that pivotal point for me. It wasn't until I was, you know, staring into my newborn daughter's, you know, beautiful blue eyes when, you know, my dad's last words to me came across my mind, you know, make me proud. And, and it really hit me where I'm like, how on earth am I ever going to do that? Like, let alone look after this child. Like, I can barely take care of myself most days. Like, now I have this innocent little child that I'm responsible for. And so, like, something something just had to give. And so... It was really, as I said, in that moment that I, I realized that it wasn't about me anymore and I needed to not only uh, do something different, but I needed to be somebody different. I needed to be better in who I was because it, because it, having our daughter now being responsible for her, it was like there, there's no choice anymore. I can't just let myself get keep going down this on the spiral and keep it at the bottom you know like and so it was in that moment that I decided to start to look at my life from the inside out and start to really like, like the saying that Gandhi says be the change in the world you want to, to see yes. you know absolutely and so that's that I took that really to heart and I really I did this all because of no counseling I mean I I took the hard road because I'm just like because I just that's what I'm and I'm overachiever right so I got to make it really hard and difficult at times so I just I, I started to read a lot of self-help books like um um Anthony Robbins, John C. Maxwell, you know, Deepak Chopra, like all, like Wayne Dyer, like all of the good, like I started to read and I got addicted to it. It actually really was Dr. Phil that, that started no, I me really on that related to that. I really related to that when I read that in your, in your story because that's exactly what yeah. I did, you know, the evolution of how I came out of the vision loss. And I still yeah. do it. I constantly feed myself with, you know, it, it does work. It's like what you feed your, yourself in terms of your, your nutritional diet. It's the same thing. Absolutely. It's because, yeah, what you, well, that, and that's what I, like, I mean, getting to a little more to the to the present time of what I do, because, I mean, I have this presentation and talk, which I do, is about how our, you know, our thoughts really do affect our outward reality, and that's the same thing as, you know, what you're putting in and what you're thinking about really does come out in your outward world, and I really learned that, because starting on that path and learning 
um, all of the things that I learned. And, and along that way, I did realize that I was not responsible um, for my dad's suicide at all. Like, there was nothing I could do. Like, and all I can do is is know the fact that, um, I mean, it was his choice. Things happened. And no matter what, uh, like, I couldn't have changed anything that happened. And I really strongly, you know, like, I get... Yeah, like I get, it's not that I get, I was going to say I get comfort in that, but I, it's, it's more or less that I now know that, um, within that there's no more guilt that I carry around. And it is, and it took me a really long time. Like, um, he's, I mean, he's been gone for 22 years. And so it's like, it wasn't until maybe about, like, right when I was writing that story that I was able to tell someone for the first time without having that pang or cry over certain aspects of what happened to me and that I still carried around. And so, like, I went through that and I I worked with someone with this story because it was so close to my heart that I said, I, you know, I really want to, to, to make sure that I'm getting out what, what needs to come out. And so I would, you know, write the story and give it to someone and they would read it and send it back and then they would be, you know, there was this process that that um, my friend and I went through in order for me to, to really get out fully. And it, it really is since I that story has been published in the Unwavering Strength Volume 2 that I, like, really have that complete, like, closure on those feelings, if that makes any sense. It makes a great deal of sense. I mean, one of the things that I help people with in workshops, too, is, is purging their feelings or, you know, writing in their journal. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, I mean, it was probably very cathartic for you to write that story because, you know, the more we keep secrets, the more, you know, the secrets keep us sick, they often yeah. say. You know, things that are so, I mean, when you look around in the world, everybody's got something. And chances are right. somebody has suffered some sort of loss that you're not even aware of. But when you keep things inside, to be able to share it, with people and benefit from it and say you came out the other side and, you know, through through this kind of release and forgiveness in, and uh, release of your guilt and everything, that's so paramount to to growth and to, to getting better because your father wouldn't have wanted that. He would have never wanted you to take all that responsibility on your shoulders, I'm sure, you know. Oh, no, never. And and I, I realize that now because the more I, I think about the past and, and how my dad and I interact with each other, you're absolutely right, Kristen. Like, it was, he would never want me to be in that position. Never, never in a million and years. Never, and yeah. And so, and so well, I get that, you know, going through that because it really was like, if you look at it, like it was, it was my dad's choice in what he decided to do that made me make a choice in my life to go on this downward spiral. But in the end, what it did is it what what it did is it, it made me stronger, really, as a person because now I'm able to use. Uh, all of the tools that I have, like even just my positive thinking, to know the fact that I can get through anything. As long as I have the faith that I, I know that the outcome is, is is there in in what I want to achieve, like I just, you know, it's within that story, sometimes if you get caught up in those obstacles, just take a deep breath, just breathe, let it out, release whatever is holding you back, and then you can get back into listening to your your divine voice and get back on that path and know the fact that you do have the strength to get through anything. Absolutely. Now, you say in your workshops that you help people release things that are no longer working for them. So tell us a little bit about that, how you do that, and what kind of 
problems and circumstances you encounter? Um, it, well, yeah, within the, the, the workshops that I, I hold on or one-on-one sessions that I have with people, I mean, people have their own, like, no matter what you're going through, whether it's, like, stressful thing, it's pain, it's trauma, there's, like, uh, emotional wounds, mental wounds, or even physical wounds, like, no matter what is happening in your life, you know, your limit, you know, your limiting beliefs that you have within yourself, there's issues with relationships, there, you know, these are the types of things like, and the list is actually endless, so no matter what it is that you different may things feel that you're blocking you, like, yeah, so whatever you feel like, if you feel stopped or stuck anywhere in your life, this is something that the energy medicine can help basically release what is no longer working for you. Because what, what, what I do is I take people through a process, and, and it, it starts out with a meditation, and then we... We, we do some drawing and then we interpret that and then we get into what I call table work. And within that, that's when we can go and, and balance out your energy system. So your aura system, your chakra system, your hara alignment, which is your connection to Mother Earth all the way up to your soul stars, what it's called. And we can figure out together why it is that you created that block. And when you can figure out yourself why you created it, it's so easy just to release it and let it go. And once you do that, it's like it's gone. And then but what might happen is when you release that block, something else might bubble up somewhere else. And then you realize, oh, okay, now I'll deal with this. And we figure that out and you release it. And and there's a process like that. Like there, there are times where I'll see uh, someone one time and they're still contacting me saying how fulfilling their life is and there are some other people where I've seen them multiple times and and but it's one of those things where it's whatever is what you need in that moment to figure out why you are locking your own self and standing in your own way so you don't use any herbs or anything like that it's all it's all um working one on one in in yeah, someone's all, emotional yeah, dynamics so it's all, and absolutely it's all energy balance like Absolutely. Yeah. Emotional, energy, physical, mental, all, and spiritual. There's a, we're all connected. I mean, there's a little bit of physical because do, I do the hands-on healing and, the, and clearing of your energy that way in that sense. Um, and there's, there's a lot of different things that I'll suggest, but again, so I'll just you know, suggest to you what works for you in your life, either if it isn't through herbs or you know, essential oils or anything on those lines, but it you know, really is something that comes from the earth, so it's all natural. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite amazing what we are able to do and capable, because as I, as I said, we are, we're all connected through energy every single person is connected through that energy everything is energy, energy. it's is, all about energy yeah it's never created or destroyed it it just is and so when you can tap into that energy then you know for like like I'm tapping into it right now and into like I'm thinking about you and being one to be with you and I just get this overwhelming warm feeling of like a, a beautiful friend hug you know and I'm just like I just I love oh, being thank able you. to do that and, and be with people yeah, so it, it's just, it's like along those lines, like a lot of people may look at this as like, oh, there's something wrong with me, I need to be fixed, but in my world, in my philosophy, I believe that no one is broken, and nobody needs to be fixed, it's just based on what is happening, and it goes through the acceptance of what is happening in that, quote-unquote, your what is, um, 
Because through that acceptance, first you have the uh, awareness of it. Once you get aware of it, then you can get to accepting it or not accepting it. And if you don't accept it, then you have your choice of whether or not to change it or just without acceptance, you're nowhere. It's all about that. That's what my system is. The triple A is acceptance, appreciation, and action. You know, and that's it. Yeah, there you go. You see, you totally get out of denial. You know, the three, the triple attitudes. You know, and I also some other time we'll have to talk. I also studied at. the Human Performance Institute, which is all energy management techniques. You know, that's what my second chapter oh, was with Judy. So I, I'm so much I, on the page with you about this because it's all about balancing your energy. It is. You know, yeah. and the thoughts that we think create our reality and so forth. And so, so the rising, riding the waves. That was your first book. Then is that a workbook? Yep. It's a ride that's the waves. A, yeah. It is just what it is. It's a collection. Ride the waves, yeah, how to take control of your life one emotion at a time. And what it is, it's a collection of 366 daily inspirational messages meant to be read one per day based on the calendar year. And just really quickly where that came from, it was when um, my husband and I separated, I like I had, you know, I was coaching people along the way, life coaching, helping them with these things and helping no matter who it was, I was helping them see the good in their life no matter what was happening. That was a lot of people say they would love for me to live in their pantry because I'm able for to help them see in a very short period of time really all the good that's happening in their life. And But when this happened with my husband, no amount of training or preparing or anything could have, uh, or a training in that could have prepared me for what I was going through. And so I went on this you know, more of a downward spiral because since I'm doing this, I should know better, right? <laughs> well, we all right. know that everybody is human and everybody goes through their stuff. But, I, I mean, this is what happened. And so I, I have always been a quote collector. And anything that's inspirational, quotes are my thing. I love it. And I just started, like, posting all of these quotes, just trying to fake it until I made it, until I started to feel better. And my cousin was the one who suggested, like, on my Facebook page, she said, you know, Tracy, I, it's really great that you're posting all these awesome things, what these other people are saying, but I really want to hear what you have to say. And so this is where that started, this whole daily message thing. I started to write, like, basically talk to the page, because I had no one else to talk to in my life. And so I was writing down everything that I was going through. So it was, the first volume is very personal to me, and, and, and I can every message, you know, I can tell what was going, what I was going through because that's what I did. I talked to the page like I was speaking to someone completely different. So I was able to go back a couple days later and then read it and, and from an objective position and then go, holy, okay, if this is really what I'm going through and this is what I'm thinking, no wonder my life is where it is right now. And so I was able to, in a, in a couple, you know, a few, uh, you know, months or whatever, shift my whole world around so that my husband and I were able to, um, really get back to communicating and we realized we really both were on the same page and we we really had the same goals and so we uh we worked things out and we reconciled and we got back together again and it it was just based on a, a point of view and where i was coming from and being able to uh get it out i guess and in that book and that's where ride the waves came from now like for the whole messages in itself so it's, it's quite amazing how that works. Beautiful. Like the, it just the, sounds fantastic. The title and and I, I love your whole philosophy on, on energy and, um, you know, getting rid of the blocks. 
that that so often cause us pain and cause us from you know hold us back from moving forward. But Tracy, we're, we're winding down on time, and I wanted you to share with the people listening today about your website, so they can also go and access some of the books. And um, you know, I've just so enjoyed talking to you, and this has just been wonderful. So I'm going to give you the floor for a moment, so you can tell everyone how to access your website and the books. Excellent. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah, you can get access to my books at ridethewaves.ca, and you can also uh, get some information about myself and what I do at tracyfriesen.com. So that's T-R-A-C-Y-F-R-I-E-S-E-N.com. And you can connect with me on Facebook at ridethewaves.book or on Twitter, which is underscore ridethewaves. So, those are multiple different ways that you can get in touch with me or learn more about what I do. Great. And are any of your books on audio? Uh, not at this time, no. <laughs> this is something that uh, it's, it's so interesting because it was before I really connected with you and met you that I found somebody that I, I heard he, he just said hello to me. He's one, another author in a group that I am involved in here. And I went, whoa. I said, will you be willing to read my book on audio? And he was like, absolutely. His voice is just Good, so calming and soothing. And so, yeah, it's so interesting that you say that because it's in the works. So I'm very excited so about that project. So it's in the works. That's wonderful yes. because some of our listeners are visually impaired and blind, so I'd like them to know that too. Uh, do you also absolutely. coach people on Skype? Do you do any um, webinars or, or? I not not at this time, but that is something that is new for the new year. I'm doing a revamp you should, to um, what I'm offering, and so yeah, just look out. Go to tracyfriesen.com, yeah. and there will be a lot of interesting different things that are coming out in the new year. Well, you are the epitome of of someone who has unwavering strength. I must say, so thank you so much, Tracy. It has been oh, an absolute okay. pleasure. Really, and I, I, we'll, we'll talk again outside of the show, but I, I thank you, everyone, for listening, and I hope you access Tracy's website and some of her books, and just remember that no problem is insurmountable. And, you know, living with forgiveness and releasing guilt or whatever blocks you have in your life, you know, and bringing positive energy, infusing yourself with positive people and positive things every day is so vital. So have a wonderful day. I'm Kristen McDonald for Second Vision, and I've been speaking with Tracy Friesen, author and coach and international bestseller. Have a blessed day.